guys, hope you're all well. Welcome back to Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, sports and gaming. I'm your host Kyle Duffy and today's episode is going to be another edition of Finding Yourself in the Dark where I speak on all things true crime. This will be my third episode focused in on true crime. I wanted to dedicate full episodes to true crime, first off because it's a very meaty subject and secondly because I'm obsessed with true crime documentaries and I felt a full episode was necessary to get through what I wanted to talk about in these episodes. In today's episode I wanted to discuss three different true crime documentaries as well as that because we're nearing Halloween and we're in the month of October I wanted to discuss some of my favorite Halloween movies to watch over the month of October as well as a few movies and TV shows that I have on my bucket list for this Halloween I'm really excited to discuss these documentaries so let's get into it the first true crime series I want to discuss is Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez this was released in 2020 it's available up on Netflix and has one season it currently has 67% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And I'm pretty sure it's a three-part documentary series, so three really long episodes throughout the season. This documentary has been on my list to review and discuss for a while. I kept on putting it off because it is very heavy and there is a lot in it. And when I first started off doing these episodes on true crime, I wanted it talk about something a bit more not light but a bit more easy to get through because even though there's three episodes only three episodes in this documentary series they get through a lot they go through years of this man's life this documentary focuses on Aaron Hernandez who went from one of the NFL's biggest rising stars to convicted killer the documentary tracks his life his progress in the NFL his career his marriage his background his family background his upbringing everything including the crimes and murders he was eventually convicted for anyone who's unaware of the Aaron Hernandez story let's give you a bit of background like I said he was an NFL star at the time of his conviction one of the best in the NFL he was touted to be the man he had just signed a new contract for 40 million he was living the life he wanted to live and he was a very talented football player however this quickly came to an end when he was arrested for the suspected murder of his friend Odin Lloyd now when he was arrested this came as a surprise to everyone who knew him and obviously everyone wrote it off as a fake story and all this can't be real you know this is not happening and once Aaron Hernandez was arrested his change in his mindset and his erratic behavior became very clear to the police. The documentary displayed that Aaron Hernandez was suffering from very paranoid thoughts, intrusive thoughts about people getting him and trying to kill him. And this was happening months before Odin Lloyd was murdered. And I don't know where this came from, it all happened all of a sudden. But in the documentary, they actually tie it to CTE. CTE is a degenerative brain disease that is very common amongst NFL players and rugby players as well get it sometimes too. But it's predominantly associated with NFL players. The amount of times those players clash into each other, they get concussion after concussion. And if it goes untreated, you know, the, the brain swells and it can cause brain damage, personality change, dementia even, and depression. The documentary does a great job shedding light on this. You know, there has been NFL players in the past who have committed suicide and left their brain for science in their suicide note. And when these players' brains were scanned and studied, it showed that they all suffered from CTE. So there is a direct link between CTE and these players committing suicide, especially out of the blue like this. I personally do think that Aaron Hernandez was suffering from CTE for probably years because when he was in prison, like they had 
recorded phone calls between him and his wife from prison and he's just totally detached from his reality i know some people probably do that it's probably a survival mechanism for some people going to prison prison is in your mind that kind of thing and it's all about where you are in your mind not where you are physically you know you can be in prison but in your mind you're free you know that kind of stuff but he just seemed totally fucking spaced out he wasn't in prison he he said he was thinking of it as training camp and on the calls he didn't sound depressed he didn't sound oh i just want to get out of here he was like oh yeah i'll get out like he was totally detached from reality and he was like oh yeah just i'm I'm gonna get out like i'm innocent even though the evidence had piled up against him there's one thing about this documentary that came out that didn't sit right with people it's been out since 2020 so it's not really that much of a spoiler but in the trial they had to come up with a defense obviously and one of the biggest defenses was they played on Aaron Hernandez's sexuality now I don't know if this is true like you know most times I think I've mentioned this before most times as viewers we only believe what is put in front of us and we can only take in the information that we're given at one stage the defense became centered on Hernandez's sexuality and the narrative that was being pushed by the defense I think it was yeah it was the defense it was that he was a closeted gay man in the NFL he was terrified of losing everything because he didn't want to come out as gay he wasn't ready to accept those things about himself yet and he was fighting these urges he had and this made him act out in aggression this made him very paranoid about things that's why he didn't want certain people around him this is why he didn't want phones around him because he thought it was being recorded the whole time and this made him like i said act out in aggression and his behavior totally changed because of it because he was completely on edge because he had this secret that he was sitting on and this made him kill odin lloyd the narrative was that odin lloyd was going to out this secret he knew something that Aaron Hernandez didn't want him knowing about his sexuality and he killed him because it was the only option to keep everything he had built up at this stage in the documentary they do focus on the culture of the NFL for a while obviously when they address the fact that Aaron Hernandez does not feel comfortable coming out as gay as an NFL player they have to dive into that so they do have not testimonies but interviews from NFL players who have come out there was one guy in particular big burly looking fella and he was saying that he struggled for years with his sexuality in his interview he explains that when he was struggling with the fact that he was gay and an NFL player he felt the stigma around that so there obviously is a stigma with men in sports like this you know because there's a stigma around nfl players and rugby players you know they're big burly looking motherfuckers they're all fucking built like shit brick houses you know they're tough looking bastards you know so like how could they be gay there's a stigma around that and i think in his interview he put it very well he said that or he kind of went along the lines of saying that you know you almost don't feel like a man you feel weak and you feel like less of a man knowing that you're gay in this sport and it was really bittersweet to hear him talk because obviously bitter because he had struggled for so long and he did so much psychological damage to himself in trying to cover up his sexuality and hide his sexuality from the world and himself you know in his interview he said 
I just tried to eat like shit. I tried to make myself the most unattractive I could be so that no one would even look at me that way. And that when someone looked at me, they could say for a fact, he doesn't look like a gay man, so he must be straight. So he wouldn't have to explain anything away. And as well as that, you know, he didn't want to have to explain why he wasn't going out on dates with girls. So that's why he liked being overweight and looking like a slob as well, because that was the built-in excuse. Because when people see you looking like that, they're going to be like, oh, well, of course you're not getting dates. Look at how you're acting, you know? Clean yourself up and you might get a date. But yeah, that was a built-in way of living that he had to make sure that his cover was never blown, that his sexuality was never discovered. And it was so disheartening to see that that stigma makes people live that way just to play the sport they love. Like he had to sacrifice so many years of happiness just to play the sport that he loves and when he told the story about him coming out to his parents it was so sweet because he had it on his chest for ages and i'd say the day he told them he probably thought his world was going to collapse but anyway i digress the point is this part of the documentary was kind of outlining the reasons why aaron hernandez did not feel comfortable coming to terms with his sexuality as an NFL player. Since the documentary series has aired, Hernandez's wife has actually come out and condemned the actions of both the Netflix series and his lawyer for putting his sexuality on show like that. She's coming at it from the angle of like, I'm his wife, his sexuality is his own and that was not your place to tell all that and speculate on that. And she does say, listen, I know him better than anyone else. He wasn't gay. That wasn't anything that you should have been talking about. You should have gone on a different defense. That was a cheap tactic. And you kind of sullied his memory by doing that. So I have no clue as a viewer whether Hernandez had ever displayed any like signs that he was gay, straight, bi, whatever. Obviously, like he displayed signs that he was straight. He had a wife and a kid. But I don't know. It was one of those things that in the documentary, it kind of seemed like, okay, maybe this could be true. Or it could be the fence, you know. I think it, it made a great story for it to be true. So I think that the Netflix series probably definitely ran with that. Because that just sensationalizes everything. It makes a lot more headlines for it to be, oh, closeted gay man kills because he doesn't want to be found out as gay. Rather than NFL player suffers from extreme CTE and the side effects cause him to become paranoid and really dangerous and commit murder because in my opinion that's what really happened here this man suffered extreme concussions until his brain was ripe with cte and his personality changed because of it you know you often see people have big personality changes because of brain diseases because of like complications with surgery even i actually remember going under the knife for surgery myself it was brain surgery for my epilepsy to get rid of it long story short i had epilepsy when i was younger it got really bad so i sought out surgery for it i went to a couple of surgeons in ireland before deciding on great ormond street in england and the surgeons in ireland well one of them told me anyway the side effect from the surgery would be personality change it was a 15 percent chance you'll have a different different personality when you wake up and that was super scary and it was because of that that i didn't go to any surgery in ireland i went over to england but my point is 
personality change can happen with surgery from complications or from degenerative brain diseases which is what i believe happened to aaron hernandez and to be honest i don't know what else i want to talk about in terms of this documentary i don't want to get into the nitty-gritty details of the case because i want you to watch this i don't want to spoil everything i suppose i wanted to just talk about the cte side of it because the fact that it wasn't even entertained by the nfl that cte was to blame it was just ridiculous because even when the brain scans were shown in public and documented you know aaron hernandez came back and his brain scan came back i mean and his brain lit up like a fucking christmas tree it was cte so it's just very telling that the nfl have just decided to sweep these cases of cte under the rug but again not condoning what they've done but you understand it as a multi-million dollar company and industry they're not going to be like oh yeah cte happens get over it because you know they'll be cancelled they'll have mass walkouts if they just turn around and be like oh yeah ct's a thing get over it you love sports you want sports to stay around you want the sport to survive well then turn a blind eye people won't do that people i think this is my opinion i know this is a fucking tangent but i just need to get it out of the way i feel like people turn a blind eye when they're not told to you know we all want to turn a blind eye for the things we love just for example cancel culture we don't want our shows being ruined because an actor gets done for sexual assault so for years people turn blind eyes in hollywood blah 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 all that kind of dumb shit i don't know where i'm going with this i'm trying to link it up what i'm trying to say is with football cte has been a problem in the nfl it's been documented you know they did a, not a documentary they did a movie about it not too long ago about the doctor who first brought it to their attention about cte i think will smith played him in the movie and it documented that like the nfl were just totally against it they kind of tried to make him out to be a quack and a hack of a doctor and tried to ruin his reputation because he was threatening their industry so what i mean is we're willing to turn a blind eye for the things we love for so long but i'd say like i said i'd say if the nfl came out and said yeah it's real but you want us to stay around so turn a blind eye once people are told to turn a blind eye they don't hope that made sense it was probably a fucking ramble but sure i'm rambling half the time i'm actually recording this at like what's the time now it's half one at night i don't know why i decided to record it tonight i had nothing to do and leanne is gone for the night so i just decided fuck it, i'll hop on the computer and record it tonight not a good idea because my mind is all over the place i kind of get foggy brain at night time also i'm tired um foggy fucking brain it's fucking one o'clock at night i'm fucking tired what the fuck is foggy brain about anyway uh yeah i'm recording this at one o'clock at night it's half one at the moment so excuse excuse the rambles but yeah that's my whole feelings on this documentary and the cte scandal with the nfl that's what i wanted to focus on in this documentary i didn't want to go into the details of the case like i said because that's entering extreme spoilers and i don't want to spoil this documentary entirely for you so yeah check out that on netflix if you haven't already like i said it's a three-part series and all the episodes are over an hour long it's a good watch it does have a low enough rating on rotten tomatoes at 67 percent and a 7.4 out of 10 on imdb 
but I would recommend this documentary if you're a fan of the NFL and if you're a fan of true crime it marries these two very well in my opinion it is a very intriguing documentary it's very divisive and controversial as well at times you know it'll make you think certain ways about CTE about murder about the case so I hope you all enjoyed this documentary and if you have seen this documentary I want to know your opinions on it let me know on Anchor FM you can always leave me a voice note up on my episodes two of the documentaries I want to talk about tonight was The Devil Next Door and American Murder they're both available to view up on Netflix The Devil Next Door was released in 2019 and has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes fuck me and a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb so rated very highly online it's a five part series and in it we follow a Cleveland grandfather who was sent to Israel to face war crimes after being identified as Ivan the Terrible a Nazi death camp guard during the Holocaust there's not a whole lot that I want to cover about this documentary other than the fact that it's really heavy I watched it with Leanne we watched it over maybe the course of two and a half nights and we kept on coming back to it and coming back to it you know we watched 30 minutes turn it off and it's not that it wasn't good or entertaining it wasn't boring it's just that it was really heavy so if you find that you need to be in a mood to watch it just wait for the right mood because there's a lot of heavy issues and heavy material in this and sensitive material you know it deals with the holocaust victims there's victims at the trial it like i said the court case takes place in israel so a lot of the people at the trial are holocaust survivors and they are able to positively identify that is Ivan the Terrible a lot of people have outbursts during the case and there's people screaming down in the in the courtroom you know like hang him all this kind of stuff so it is very shocking at times and jarring at times to watch but other than that it is very intriguing to watch there is a lot of twists and turns in it and there is a bit of a shock ending to it as well so i would definitely um, recommend it if you are looking for something new to watch again like i said it's a five-part series so all the episodes are maybe more than an hour long and it goes into israel it goes into the holocaust it goes into this guy's life who they think is ivan the terrible and the life he's been living as a grandfather from cleveland so yeah give it a watch the devil next door the final documentary i want to talk about is entitled oh jesus christ entitled i never use that word i must really be tired whenever i'm super tired i start to use words i never use like sometimes i use american words for stuff like there was one night there i was putting out the bins i always forget to put out the bins until the night before like at two o'clock in the morning so i was about to go to sleep and just shot up in the bed and i was like fuck the bins so i was super tired and i said today and when you passed me my sneakers and she was like sneakers who the fuck do you think you are so sometimes when i'm really tired i use americanized words for things let me know if that's a common thing because i think i'm a weirdo doing that but maybe other people do it as well let me know in the comments not comments but leave me a message on anchor fm let me know if you do this too ah jesus christ i'm so fucking stupid i'm only after remembering there that in the past two episodes i've been saying oh yeah leave me a message on anchor fm see what you think but i haven't actually added links to free to leave messages in the last two episodes so i have to remember to do that this episode but yeah 
I went off track there. Too busy pulling the piss out of myself. This last documentary I want to talk about is called American Murder. It's available to view up on Netflix. American Murder has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb and an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually really enjoyed this documentary. It's very unique in terms of the way it's shot. It's shot through body cam footage of the cops who responded to the call on the day. So it centers around a family. I think the full title of the documentary is American Murder of the Family Next Door. It centers around a couple. The guy is a normal guy and the girl's a normal girl. She is very present up on Facebook. She kind of has like a following up on Facebook that she does sometimes. She does videos online. They have two kids together. They're very happy and it starts off like any normal story. But then one day the wife goes missing and the father has no clue where she is and the story kind of unravels from there and you learn dark secrets of the relationship the problems they were having the motives that come with that and the inevitable end to everything and yeah it was a real not suspense uh, yeah i would say yeah, i would say suspense i was going to say thriller it's not a thriller i would say this is a very suspenseful documentary because you see how something easy how something can easily unravel in a relationship and how one domino can fall and affect the rest but i really enjoyed it me and Leanne watched it together again by the way whenever i talk about true crime and i say oh yeah i watched this documentary i watched it with Leanne, and that's why i'm dying to get her on i'm really trying to convince her it's going to take everything for me to convince her but I was talking to her the last night and I was saying, listen, are you afraid of how you're going to sound? And she goes, no, I just wouldn't know anything about it. But I think at the end of the conversation, she was saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on with you now. So hopefully I've kind of turned her mind around and convinced her that she should come on an episode with me. I really want her on, like I said, for a Halloween episode and on these true crime episodes. I kind of want her on every true crime episode I'm on because like, I feel like I'm rushing through these last two documentaries. But it's only because like... I don't want to get into nitty gritty stuff, like I said, because I don't want to spoil anything for you as listeners. I want you to go watch these documentaries and you're not going to watch them if I spoil everything. And plus, it's a lot more entertaining for me, not just ye, but for me to have a conversation with Leanne because we both watch these documentaries together. I want to hear her side of things. I want to hear what she thinks of American Murder, what she thinks of the Ted Bundy cases and all that kind of stuff. And it's a more entertaining for ye to have a real conversation going here instead of me just talking to the fucking walls about it so there's only so much i can do by myself so again i'm going to try and kind of cultivate more guests on the podcast i am in the process of buying another mic i want to have like at least three mics on hand so i can have maybe two more people on the podcast max so yeah i'm looking at expanding out and getting more guests on just to make it more entertaining for myself as well because at some stage i'm gonna find this more draining doing it by myself i want to keep this up and keep passionate about podcasting and i'm not gonna be able to do that if i'm just talking to myself the whole time but again as always i'd love to know your opinion on these documentaries american murder devil next door what did you think have you seen them are you gonna watch them let me know again you can always leave me a voice message up on my episodes on anchor fm before i end this episode i want to talk about a few halloween movies i'm excited to watch this month I've been talking about my excitement around Halloween for a while now and next week I'm going to have two Halloween episodes so hopefully I'll be able to get Leanne on for at least one of them. Halloween, the movie, obviously I really want to watch that. It's a classic for a reason. Very effective, still very scary and the music gets you every time. Another movie that I just thought of there, it's not on my list, but Psycho, the original, so good. Like the fact that that shower scene 
traumatize people is mad i know like today's viewers would not find it traumatizing at all because we're so desensitized but the fact that alfred hitchcock was able to do that with a movie is amazing as well as that gerald's game it's a more modern movie it's based on a Stephen King book. Let me know if any of you've seen it. It stars Carla Gugino from Haunting of Hill House. It's so visceral. Like some of the scenes, they just make your stomach churn and your teeth just, ooh, it's fucking bad in the best way. Like, And like I said, Carla Gugino's in it. She's excellent in it. It's kind of like a escape thriller as well. Kind of similar to 127 Hours. You know, she needs to get out of a certain space and there's a clock ticking on it you know but yeah very suspenseful very well acted great movie to watch for halloween i fully recommend it what else what else Candyman. i want to watch Candyman. i missed out on the remake so i want to watch the original see what i was missing out on shawn of the dead is another one of my favorites it's part of the cornetto trilogy by edgar wright he's worked a lot with simon pegg and nick frost you know he did spaced he's done the cornetto trilogy and Paul I think as well so yeah give it a watch again like it's a change of pace if you want something to laugh at put on Shaun of the Dead another one I'm really looking forward to watching is Midnight Mass the makers of Hill House made it but I'm kind of nervous about it because I've heard stuff online there was a video I saw of this woman being like it fucked me up for two days straight I could not sleep I was afraid to go to sleep I was afraid to walk in my house at night time don't watch it it's not worth the stress but I'm kind of feeling brave these days with my scary movies, so I might give it a go. Also, if you're looking for a really stupid Halloween movie to watch, and you know that you're in the mood for a really bad movie, watch Hubby Halloween. It was Adam Sandler's response to getting snubbed at the Oscars for Uncut Gems. He basically put up on Twitter that if Uncut Gems does not get an Oscar or get a, an award, he's going to make the worst movie of his career. And he did it. He followed through. He released a Halloween movie and he cast all his go-to actors, you know, Kevin James, all his friends in it. And you can tell he's really having fun with the movie. And there's great people in the in this movie, Hubby Halloween, but it is a dog shit movie. But again, you won't care if you love Adam Sandler. So watch it if you love Adam Sandler. I'm going to preface it with that. Do not watch it just thinking, oh, it's going to be a bad movie and I'm going to love it because it's bad some people like watching bad movies i'm one of those people but i only like watching them if they have like at least one actor that i love in them and if you love adam sandler watch hubby halloween and just laugh at how stupid it is me and leanne watched the last halloween and we loved it because we love adam sandler now we recognize that it was a dog shit movie don't get me wrong but there was so many good actors in it and you could tell that adam sandler really was having a great time making it and so was everyone else but again, it was his response to getting snubbed at an award show for Uncle Gems. And he didn't deserve it because Uncle Gems was really good. And I think his whole reasoning behind it was, I worked really hard in this movie and didn't get recognized. Now I'm going to do something, a movie that they expect me to do. And I'm going to make millions off it. And Hubby Halloween made fucking millions. And he is able to do that every time. There's no wonder he keeps on getting deals from Netflix because he makes money back every single time on a movie but i just think that is the power of his celebrity at this stage now he's just such an accomplished actor and comedian let me know on anchor fm 
what you think of Adam Sandler, Uncle Gems, and if you've seen Hubby Halloween. Also, leave me your comment, not comment, leave me a message on Anchor FM about the rest of the movies I've talked about. And I want to know what your favourite Halloween movie is. Let me know. I'd love to hear your opinion. This is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, you can always find my podcast, Finding Yourself, up on Anchor FM and Spotify. I also have a YouTube channel, The Finding Yourself Podcast, where I post up highlights of each episode and promote the podcast up there. Again, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening. Thank you.